Welcome to this week's edition of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, editor of Modern Tire Dealer. Today, MTD's editors discuss the top tire industry stories of the month while providing context and analysis that you will not find anywhere else. From shipping and acquisitions to financials and some exciting upcoming events, there's a lot to talk about and you'll hear all about it right here. So let's get started. It's been an incredibly uh, busy month here in the North American tire industry. Lots of big stories to talk about, some of them new, some of them ongoing. And uh, Ron, Joy, thanks for uh, joining us today to uh, do a deep dive into some of those. Yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah same here. We had, uh, and some, like you said, things have kind of continued on. COVID still kind of fades and comes back throughout the country, different spots. And then also probably the biggest thing that's been on our website and continues to draw a lot of eyeballs has been the shipping crisis. Yeah, and, and the pileup at, at various ports around the country uh, continues. This is something that our, our industry has been grappling with for uh, quite a while since uh, around the same time last year. Wanted to provide our listeners with a snapshot of the situation at the Port of Los Angeles, which, as we know, is the biggest port in the United States. And um, the, the port publishes a daily snapshot of of where they are in terms of volume and in terms of incoming ships and ships that are being processed. And granted, this is as of yesterday, but according to the Port of LA, 23 ships were anchored in the harbor. Uh, The current average wait time to get into the port is 7.6 days. One ship as of yesterday had been at anchor for 10 days. Five ships had been at anchor for eight days. And 120 vessels are currently in port, either unloading or uh, being loaded to head back out. And interestingly, 63 ships are headed to the port of L.A. as we speak, which will cause even more uh, congestion. So, you know, the big question is, when will the situation improve? And, And certainly that's a question a lot of our listeners are asking as they're grappling with the domino effect of the congestion and the shipping crisis in terms of product not arriving when it should, uh, sky high freight rates that continue to climb, uh, the inability to get products that they want to sell and that their consumers expect them to sell. And uh, shipping industry expert Martin Dixon uh, provides some insight in the August issue of MTD as to where we currently stand and where things are headed and when we might see some relief. And and you also will want to uh, download our interview with Martin, uh, which we conducted uh, several weeks ago about the same topic. And that's available not only on moderntiredealer.com, but on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts as well. You can always access our, our episodes through those platforms too. But hot topic, um, going to be a problem for a long time, and uh, we will continue to cover it as the situation evolves. I guess we need to make sure that we uh, uh, promote our podcast to the guys on, on those ships that they are sitting there for seven and a half days. They can take in like all nine <laughs> podcasts we've done. So <laughs> yeah, we need to, we need to figure out a way to market that way. They have a lot of time on their hands, I think. Yeah, a lot of cards <laughs> being played. And speaking of playing cards, well, uh, people do that a lot with uh, mergers and acquisitions. That's always a hot topic, no matter what. And really, COVID didn't have much effect there. And there's still some things that have been going on in that part of the our industry. Yeah, Michael McGregor, our monthly mergers and acquisitions columnist and, and noted uh, tire dealership M&A expert, was, was interviewed and, and featured on, on 
this podcast uh, just last week talking about some of the big acquisitions and mergers that have happened with Monroe and and uh, some other companies. But you know, M and A continues unabated in our industry, particularly on the tire dealer side. You know, earlier this month, uh, Heartland Tire, which is a dealership out of Ramsey, Minnesota, acquired. Graham Tire East from Bob and Martha Graham, which, as we all know, is one half of the Graham Tire empire. There's Graham Tire East, there's Graham Tire West. The acquisition did not include Graham Tire West, but it included all of Graham Tire East, which encompasses eight combination commercial retail locations, three in Minnesota and five in Iowa, as well as Graham Tire East's ag tire business. And all of that rolls up to give Heartland Tire uh, 27 stores altogether. And I know they have a goal of hitting 50 stores. That's what they're moving towards. Uh, and uh, this certainly helps accelerate that a little bit. I, I talked to Heartland Tires owner, Dave Mitchell, uh, around the time of the acquisition closing. And and he, he mentioned also that Heartland plans to keep the Graham Tire name, uh, noting that it has a, a very strong uh, presence in the markets where it operates. You might remember Graham Tire, again, which includes West and up until recently East, uh, was the 35th largest independent tire dealership on this year's MTD 100. So a lot of a lot of news coming out of the upper Midwest in terms of uh, mergers and acquisitions. Yeah, well, just a little farther south from um, from Heartland there is, um, you know, there's been a lot of work going on in Indianapolis. Best one of Indy has just completed its third acquisition of 2021 and it's actually it's its third acquisition in five months so that's that's a lot of deals and a lot of work that they're putting themselves through over mm-hmm. and over again uh, most recently they've just uh, purchased Robinson tire in Lafayette Indiana so that's a, a retail dealership um, which interestingly, it brings Best One of Indy back into the retail space in Lafayette. They have an existing commercial store there and at one time had retail. And so now they're back with um, on, on the retail side of things there in, in Lafayette. But just, in, you know, Best One of Indy is really concentrated in that Indianapolis market, which is really in the center of the state and then keep, you know, kind of spreading out from, from the center. And um, so it, just in July, they had added Riley Park Tire, which that was a single store, and that's in Greenfield, Indiana, which is just east of the Indy metro area. Um, it's within commuting distance of Indy. That's a big and growing community um, and, you know, commuters, commuter spot, definitely. And that store has both, you know, a retail and commercial business. And uh, they told me they actually had customers in four states. So, you know, that's an established tire dealership that has now joined the best one of Indy Group. Um, You know, prior to that, when we go back all the way to April, which depending on the day seems like a long time ago or seems like just yesterday, um, best one of Indy had purchased R&T Tire in auto service. And that was a two location business. And it was founded by a pair of brothers, Ray and Tom, thus R&T. And um, that one had um, a store in Noblesville, which was retail. Noblesville is um, a, a big suburb on the north side of Indy, fast growing, you know, a wealthy suburb. And then um, R&T also included a location in Tipton, which is um, outside of the Indy metro, but straight north of Indy, Indianapolis. Um, and that is a commercial heavy location. They do a lot of ag, a lot of commercial truck tires there. So 
with these three deals, um, that takes best one of Indy all of a sudden to 15 locations. Um, you know, as, as any dealer who has ever bought or bought another dealership or expanded their dealership knows that, that that's a lot of work <laughs> they've just really piled on, you know, and as Rich Elliott, the president of Best One of India, it's reminded me, you know, they don't have some extra team of players. They don't have a team of a mergers, mergers and acquisitions team kind of waiting in the wings to do these deals. You know, there's not extra team ready to like in extra hands to help with onboarding employees and HR issues or, or marketing and signage and everything that comes with adding new stores. So, you know, the same team that started the year with 11 locations now has to do all that same work for 15. So, you know, I just know that that's something that other dealers can recognize all the work that goes into that. And they've, you know, at different times felt that kind of pain at times. So, yeah, I'm sure it's something the customers don't even think about, but then you start factoring all that in. That's right. It's a lot, a lot of work. Right. Exactly. You know, and, um, and another thing that Rich has talked about has been kind of their company's approach to acquisitions and, and just to the integration process that comes afterwards, because obviously the, you know, the, the work's just getting started when you announce that, hey, you're, you know, buy, buying a dealership. Um, but, you know, Rich has talked a lot about how dealerships, these are great businesses that they're buying, you know, I mean, they're not buying, you know, someone who's not doing well, they're buying someone because they see it as a way to extend best one of Indy and, you know, help their business grow. So they're buying winning businesses already. And these businesses, you know, have their own names, they have their own reputations and customer bases. And best one of Indy says, you know, we want to respect that legacy and keep that going. So, it's interesting to hear that, you know, from a dealer and kind of think about that because we see so much with some other, you know, corporate, more kind of corporate aligned acquisitions happening. But I would say too that there's another dealer, there's probably lots of dealers that approach it with that same kind of style, but certainly another one is uh, Black's Tire Service. So they're, they're based in North Carolina. They've just surpassed the 50 store mark with the purchase of four stores, Mason Tire. Um, Mason Tire's along the South Carolina coast, including Myrtle Beach. They kind of have four, sta- four stores there, um, right along the, the, the state's border along the uh, coast there. And, um, you know, Black's Tire Service, I mean, they're so into this idea of legacy and honoring those, those business owners and the work that's gone into those businesses is that they don't like to use the words mergers or acquisitions. Um, you know, Rick Benton, who I talked to recently, you know, he talked about they're partnering with Mason Tire. They're partnering with Joe Mason. Joe Mason, you know, opened his first store in, in 1984. He grew the business. He brought his family into the business, including his daughter, Kathy. You know, I mean, that's a familiar story. I mean, that's like, that's a story that we could all repeat over, you know, that we've heard from other dealers. I mean, heck, that's, you know, that's the story of the Benton family and Blacks, you know, Ricky or, or Big Ricky, as some call him, you know, went to work for Blacks Tire uh, as a young man and worked hard, eventually bought the business. He's grown it. His sons have followed him into the business. You know, one day his grandchildren are, are going to do the same. They, they work there in summer jobs and you know, they're, if they're not in school or playing baseball, they're working at Black's Tire. So, um, and, and I guess 
maybe especially with Blacks, because obviously Blacks is, is a lot bigger than Best One of Indie. So even though they're both kind of taking the same approach, um, and we have to remember too that Blacks is taking that kind of personal approach, but they're a large organization. I mean, they do, they have a retail business, they have a commercial business, a wholesale business, but at the same time, you know, they're trying to recognize the value in that personal approach, must like, you know, much like Best One of Indie. So I just think that's something that these dealers, they're they're really putting that personal connection on display. It's kind of interesting to see because that's not always what you think about when you hear of, you know, dealer A has acquired dealer de- dealer B or something like that. But I think, you know, I think it's because they know other dealerships appreciate that and kind of, you know, respect that approach. And, you know, quite frankly, that there's a market for that, that there are some who, you know, need to get out of the business and are, are ready to exit the industry, but they're turned off by the corporate, by the corporate culture. And so, you know, this is, this, this is a way to, I guess, put a hand out there and see where things go. So. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Like you said, it's almost, again, it makes it more a relational thing rather than just a business acquisition. So that's a good thing. And I think right. maybe we should talk to Michael McGregor who does our column for us and we'll change instead of the M&A column, it's the map. So it's mergers, <laughs> acquisitions and partnerships. So, <laughs> partnerships. Like that. Like that idea. <laughs> so there we well, go. We'll, we'll talk. And speaking of Michael, uh, as, as Mike said earlier, we did a podcast. Our most recent podcast was with uh, Michael McGregor just talking about some of the things we've talked about here and some some other mergers and acquisitions and partnerships. And uh, as we said a little bit earlier in the podcast, you know, you're already listening, could be on a browser, could already be on the app and we appreciate it. But you know, if you follow and subscribe to the, the app, then you get it automatically shipped right to your phone each week. So that's helpful to us. And also make sure you, if, if, particularly when you're on the Apple podcast app, at the, if you like what you're hearing at the end, give us a nice five-star rating. And that allows us to show up in searches too and get more of this information out to other tire dealers and folks that are interested in the, in the tire industry. And, you know, just as we move through 2021, um, you know, financials are always part of the, the equation. Everyone's making sure they make money. And it seems like it's been a pretty good first half, particularly compared to 2020. And we'll let Mike kind of talk to you guys about that. Yeah, virtually every major tire manufacturer has uh, posted financials for the first half of the year. In fact, that's how most of them track their numbers and um, everybody across the board has posted uh, very impressive gains. Now, granted, those gains are year over year, but the numbers are are pretty amazing. Uh, the biggest gain, uh, interestingly, was achieved by Bridgestone, which posted a whopping three hundred and seventy percent increase in operating profit uh, first half twenty twenty one versus first half of last year. Um, Yokohama Rubber, also out of Tokyo and and the parent company of Yokohama Tire Corp, uh, recorded its first best, uh, its best first half year ever. That was kind of a tongue twister, but they did incredibly well. And and the outlook for the rest of 2021 is equally good, which is what we're also hearing from these manufacturers, tire dealer customers who are all extremely optimistic about the rest of the year and the state of the market uh, going into 2022. Uh, Michelin believes the global passenger and light truck tire markets are going to expand, I think, between 8% and 10%. Uh, the commercial truck tire market is expected to grow globally between 6% and 8%. And the specialty tire market, which includes ag tires and OTR tires and industrial tires, uh, the, that market is expected to grow up to 12%. 
uh, through the rest of the year. So that's that's acceleration. That's that's momentum. That's building. And certainly, uh, our industry is in a much much better place than it was approximately one year ago, uh, as we were. Uh, struggling with with the early months of COVID-19. So great, great forecast at just about every imaginable level. And we'll have to see how it uh, continues to play out. Yeah, that's one thing, you know, as you said, continue to play out. Things seem to continue to get better for the most part. I mean, there's little pockets of it not, but one of the things that kind of shows that we're coming out of this in the tire industry is that the, the upcoming SEMA show and the Global Tire Expo, you know, that definitely signs that point to things looking like they used to. <laughs> yeah, and certainly signs that uh, remind you that fall and, and winter are, are approaching. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to believe that you know we're you know we're just a few months away from from the SEMA show again. But but here it is. So um, I guess probably exactly what it's going to look like this year. I, I don't know if anyone's really putting odds on that yet, or if we if we can really predict that. Um, you know, there's a floor plan. There's exhibitors who plan to be there, uh, but I, I think a lot of people are holding their breath of exactly what it's going to look like and, and feel like to to be there in Vegas. But 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 one group that is certainly ready to go to Vegas is uh, is TIA, the Tire Industry Association. Um, is I, I guess this is the longest buildup maybe to a uh, birthday party ever, but but TIA <laughs> is going to be celebrating its belated centennial um, this year. Um, you I don't guess hear that before, too often. Belated uh, centennial. Right, right, right. I guess yeah. I'll coin that. I'll coin that phrase Post, now. Postponed centennial. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I'm collecting all the royalties now from from now on. So, <laughs> but um, but but they'll be celebrating um, both before and and during uh, the the SEMA show and the Global Tire, Tire Expo this year. So, the uh, the TIA event schedule is as a result of that is a little bit different than normal. Normally Monday. Um, you know, ha- has the bulk of the events, which is still the, still the case, but some of the things that people might be accustomed to hearing about Monday evening are now happening at lunchtime. So TIA has the full schedule. You can go to their website and, you know, kind of find all the, the nitty gritty details. But, but, the big, but the big thing is um, on Monday evening is that there's a gala. So there's, you know, a formal gala to, to celebrate the centennial. Um, you know, the bulk of the celebration and events is still on, is still on Monday. So, and then on Tuesday, Wednesday, as the SEMA show opens and, you know, people are back on the, back on the, um, trade show floor, then TIA will be hosting their seminars and educational, um, events and, and forums on the floor. So, so I guess we'll, um, I, I don't know. For me, I'm still kind of in the wait and see, wait and see moment. But but one but one big part of the the TIA events each year um, is the inductions into the Hall of Fame. So I I, guess I expect that'll still be a big event this year, don't you think, Mike? Yeah, I think so too. And and we're very excited about that. The Industry Hall of Fame is is very important uh, to to us here at MTD. Actually, two former MTD editors are members of the Tire Industry Hall of Fame. Uh, Lloyd Stoyer, who who hired me way back in 1997, was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2000. And then Jerry Shaw, the longest running editor in the history of Modern Tire Dealer, who was at the helm, I think, uh, for 30 plus years starting back in 1919 when our magazine was created. Uh, he was inducted, I believe, in 2006. So um, to be followed by, by 
really a, a most deserving candidate, I, I believe, and I know we, we collectively believe in, in Dr. Roy Littlefield, who is the current CEO of the Tire Industry Association. He's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, during SEMA week. And, and Roy has been at the helm of, of the uh, association and its predecessors for over 40 years now and has rendered uh, tremendous uh, service to, to not just our industry, but tire dealers in particular. And we're very excited about Roy entering the Tire Industry Hall of Fame. Also joining Roy will be a, a name that you may not be familiar with. And to be honest, uh, until recently, I wasn't exactly familiar with him either. A gentleman named Martin Barry, who is the association's longest serving president and a three-time president of the Tire Industry Association. He, he guided the association, which way back then was known as the National Tire Dealers Association through World War II, the Great Depression, a bunch of evolutionary name changes and some other pivotal uh, episodes and moments in the group's history. And, and Martin also was a longtime tire dealer. He operated a dealership in Baltimore that sold hood brand tires, if you remember that label. And, and his store opened in 1918 and remained open until 19. 55. I guess at that point it had more morphed into a new car dealership, but uh, certainly a great honor and uh, looking forward to to the event itself. And and really, you know, as we wind down this episode of, of the Modern Tire Dealer Show, we want to remind you to to pick up a copy of the August issue of MTD, which which features a big cover story about the shipping crisis, as we discussed at the top of this episode. Plus a couple of other fascinating stories, one written by Joy about the continued evolution of the uh, rapidly growing CUV tire segment. It looks like a, a new sub-segment might be emerging, Joy. And, and of course, it also contains our commercial tire dealer section, which, which has a couple of great dealer profiles, Ag Tire Talk, and some other stories as well. And then you'll also want to stay tuned for the September issue of Modern Tire Dealer, which will feature our annual Tire Dealer of the Year Award winner. That's always a very highly anticipated uh, issue of MTD, and it's right around the corner. And, and don't forget to download the Modern Tire Dealer show uh, the, and subscribe to it the, via the platforms that Ron mentioned. And of course, continue Please to follow us at uh, moderntiredealer.com. That'll be the uh, easiest way for you to stay as up to date as we are concerning the various goings ons within our great industry. And that's really it for today. I, I can't think of any other uh, breaking news, but you know, stay tuned uh, to MTD for that too. Yep, that sounds sounds good, Mike. I think everyone will do that, and we can't let you know the tire dealer of the year out or your you know phone would self-destruct in 15 seconds so we'll, you have to check back next month for that well it, it, it's all announced in september so stay tuned to the september issue of of mtd and uh we're, we're very excited to, to reveal that to the industry thanks for listening to the modern tire dealer show to stay current on what's happening in our industry stay tuned to moderntiredealer.com and this podcast have a great week and we'll talk to you soon